0: Welcome to the Fierce Mothers Podcast, where we help black and brown women find guidance and inspiration every week. We are so excited to have you listen in. I'm your host, Ugochi Onyeiru. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fierce Mothers Podcast. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects. I could talk about this all day long and it's leadership. So... We are all leaders. If you're listening to me, if you're under the sound of my voice, you are a leader. And this is purely from my experience today. We're going to be talking about leadership purely from my perspective. So Ugochi's definition of leadership, this is without me sort of doing any research, is anybody who has a sphere of influence, whether it be a niece or a daughter or a team at work or leading church or a Bible study group leader, whatever you want to call it, if you have a sphere of influence, someone who looks up to you, who respects you, then you are a leader. So today I really want to talk about leadership in in the context of two things. The first one is Self-discovery, you know? And the second one is from my perspective, some of the traits and qualities of a great leader. Now we're all on this leadership journey. So I'm sharing purely from my experience and things that I've encountered, and I want to share that with you. Again, I invite you to be a part of this conversation. This is a community that we're building. So I'd love to hear your thoughts and, and areas that you'd like me to delve deeper on the subject of leadership. So with that said, I'd like to kick it off by talking about self-discovery as a leader. I think it's really important to know who we are as individuals because that really informs our leadership style and really informs areas that perhaps we could be doing better or or areas that we should develop. I want us to talk about it from the standpoint of our core values. I think that's really important because our core values inform the things that we think are the most important to us. So my core values are four, fourfold. First one is my faith. That really is, uh, the, I guess, the bedrock of who I am, my Christian faith, because that informs how I see the world, how I show up in the world. I think it's really important to identify. The second one is my family right? So after my faith comes my family. Um, The third is balance. I really am a strong proponent of balance, balance in life. I really believe in finding balance in everything. And so my outlook is really focused on finding balance. And the last one is impact. Impact is a powerful core value of mine. It's really, it really defines why I do what I do. And that's leaving an impact on the world. And just as an example, if we take one of those core values and I'm taking the example of impact, how do I see impact? So as you define your core values, I think you should take, please take time to look at each core value and, and really think through what that core value means to you and how it helps you show up in the world. Right. Or how it informs how you show up in the world. So, for example, impact the way that I define impact is my passion which is pouring into other people based on my experience, right? So that's how I believe I can make an impact. For example, what we're doing today, it's, it's a passion of mine, finding ways through my story and my experience to inform other people and help them along their journey. That's a passion of mine. That's how I provide impact and I can do it all day long. And, and, and just as an individual, as I look at that core value of impact, another key passion of mine underneath that umbrella of impact is mentoring. I love to mentor, whether it's in my career, people who are a little bit earlier on in their career that can benefit from my journey and my experience, or whether it's mentoring outside of work, right? In different areas, mentorship is a huge passion of mine. So I use that in, that um, impact core value as an example to say, take the first step, identify what your core values are. And then with, with each core value, just like I've done with impact, understand what that core value means to you and how it informs how you show up in the world and maybe some components of that core value, because that really helps to inform who you are as an individual, because that then will have an outcome on your leadership style and on your leadership journey. So I think that's important to do. The next thing I'd like us to do is identify through your story what examples of adversity that you have encountered. Think about a time in your life where you went through extreme adversity. Think about what that was. What example was that? Think about what happened. Think about how it affected you, how you felt. But as importantly, what did you learn from it? Now, the reason I want you to do this is because as you as a leader, there will be a time or times if you haven't gone through this already, I'm sure you may have where you have to lead other people through adversity. And this does two things. The first one is it helps you identify what you learned from it, but it also helps you as you provide that leadership for other people who are going through adversity, It can inform you based on your, your, your lesson. It can help you be a better leader through adversity. So let me talk you through what I mean. So for example, one time of adversity that I remember going through was in my teenage years, right? My freshman year of college. And in the UK at the time you had to, even though I I was born in London. So at the time I was a UK citizen, I had gone to high school in Nigeria and then moved back to the UK. And I had only been in the UK two years. Now at the time, to qualify for um, citizenship rates of tuition, you had to have been a, a you had to have been a citizen, which I was. Check that box. But you had to have lived and worked, or lived and studied in the UK for a minimum of three years. Well, I had I had come back in tenth grade and had done eleventh and twelfth grades. So I'd only been in the UK for two years. So what that meant was I didn't qualify for home state tuition or UK. Citizenship. In tuition. So I was effectively paying tuition as a foreign national. Now at the time, uh, my parents couldn't afford it. It was just, it was astronomical. And actually today I still don't understand how people can afford that level of tuition. But anyway, that's a separate discussion. Couldn't afford it. So in my freshman year of college, I had to drop out of school, to support my family at the time, my mother uh, specifically at the time. It was a time of great adversity for me because obviously I was studying something that I really wanted to study. I, I was in my freshman year. I was really excited about college. And then I had to drop out halfway through the year because we just couldn't sustain it financially. So that was a time of great adversity. Another time of great adversity, what I would say challenge was my first year of business school grad school, when I was doing of the full-time MBA program, I discovered that I was pregnant with twins. And so I had the option of taking a leave of absence or dropping out, right? Because who, who goes through a full-time MBA program pregnant with twins? But I, I did. I took some time off. I did take a leave of absence, but I was still able to come back and graduate on time with my class. Now, I call that out, that's not necessarily a time of adversity, right? Because being pregnant with twins is an exciting time, but it was super challenging and super challenging to complete my business, uh, my MBA program on time with my class. And the reason I call these two examples out, one was ad- adversity, second was just very challenging, is to show you what I learned from that, right? Now, what I did learn from that was self-perseverance because I still went back. To college at the time. I still completed my undergraduate program. I still was able to graduate on time with my class. So I learned this about myself. So the reason I want you to do this is to learn what it is about yourself, because it's a common thread Through your different times of adversity, you can see something about yourself that is common that you want to take out from them because it from those those examples of adversity, because like I said, it informs how you lead. So for me, my example was self-perseverance. Now, why do I call that out? As I'm leading other people through adversity, I'm able to encourage them to be to persevere and to have perseverance. So that's an important exercise. Now, as we talk about leading people through adversity, I think it's important to call out specific uh, characteristics of leadership that really help as you're leading through adversity. First one is empathy. Back to your your experience with adversity, you're able to have empathy because you remember how you felt. You remember how you struggled. It's being able to put yourself in the shoes of somebody else who's going through adversity and have a em- really, really lead from a place of empathy. And underneath that umbrella of empathy, you can provide hope. I can use this example, right? Like, look, at 18, I had to drop out of, of university. Uh, remember how it was awful, how I felt and all the rest of it. You're able to sort of give people that guidance. I understand what you're going through, but provide hope. Look, I still graduated. It was hard at the time, but I was still able to graduate. I'm using my example, but you know where I'm going. The other thing is that you, you gain trust. If you're able to come out, they put yourself in that person's shoes, having gone through your own journey of identifying your time of adversity, this person starts to trust you because they, they have the sense of being seen. You understand where they're coming from. You understand what they're going through. And you're able from that place of empathy to provide that grace. Where you can, you can say, yes, even though you're, you're under pressure, you're going through a tough time, you're able to provide that grace to that person, which builds that level of, of trust and credibility. I think it's really important. I think one key thing also is, is to let people express their concerns back to this feeling of being seen and being heard and, and developing that trust and that relationship. Let people express their concerns. One thing I have identified. Or just, just in my journey that I, I, I tend to do is I'm very quick. To, to jump into how do we fix it how do we fix it mode and it's feedback I've heard especially from my daughter who sometimes it's like look I don't need you to just fix a problem all the time I want you to sit with me in the problem empathize understand what I'm going through and just let's just sit here for a while you know um it's something that I've learned and I'm practicing because I jump into quick how do we fix it you know so d- let people feel heard sit with them understand it's under that umbrella of understanding understanding what they're going through, as opposed to jumping in and trying to fix every problem too quickly and making sure that you're being encouraging without just, again, without just trying to fix the problem. And I'm speaking from my perspective, because this is an area of growth for me, really just listen and be encouraging. Let them talk and let them hear the, 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 ooh and the, ah, and the, mm and I understand, and let them hear that, of course, in an authentic way. So we've talked about self-discovery as a leader and we're starting to go into your leadership style and some of the things that are really important as a leader in whatever your sphere of influence might be, whether it's you lead a team at work or whether it's Whatever, whether it's your your niece that looks up to you or whatever it may be, I think it's really important to start to identify qualities of great leadership and how you can apply that to your sphere of influence as well. We started it by talking about how you lead other people through adversity, but I want to move into some characteristics of a great leader that I have learned from my experience, having worked with great leaders and wanting to be a great leader. The first one is getting it done is really sort of um, inspiring the team or inspiring people to action and really holding them accountable. It's not just, you know, oh, you know, being encouraging. And yes, of course, that's important. We talked about that at length prior, but it's really being able to inspire people to take action. Because if people are not making changes as a result of your leadership, then that's not what you want as a leader. You want to be able to inspire people to to take action and get it done. And that, that, that can be done by holding people accountable, actually giving them steps that they can take or giving them action items that they should go do. Yes, you've encouraged, you've inspired, but this is what you should do. Make recommendations and then follow up. Hey, did you do that? Or challenge them, hold them accountable. So getting it done is an important quality as a leader. The next one I really want to highlight is winning as a team. There is nobody, and I say this to my children all the time, there is not one single person on planet Earth that is successful, that has attained success on their own. It's impossible. It's not a concept that exists. Everybody who is successful has had help. And so with that in mind, it's really important to push this message of we win as a team. No man is an island. No one can be can be responsible for their own success and really, really helping other people understand that it's a team effort, that you're not going to be able to do everything on your own. No one is built with all the answers, which is why we need other people. You have your strengths. You also have your blind spots and there are other people. People who can inform those blind spots and really help you where you may be lacking. We win as a team. And so when you succeed, it's important to acknowledge that you didn't succeed alone. I think that's such an important message as a leader to pass on to everyone in your sphere of influence being able to motivate and champion. We talked about getting it done, but it's also inspiring people so that when they look at you there, when they speak to you, when they look at you, when they see your example, they're motivated. There's something about them thinking anything is possible when they're around you, having that positive attitude. It's a vibe that you can't quite quantify, but I think we can all work towards it. And that also comes from doing that inner work so that you're able to motivate other people and be a champion for other people. That's an important quality of leadership. And the last one is courageous communicator. I think it's really important to lead with confidence, to be able to have those conversations that other people may not want to have, to be able to call people out when you feel like they need to be called out, to be able to to lift people up in a way that that really is courageous as well, because maybe other people are reluctant or, or unaware of how someone needs to be lifted up and you are stepping into that position and lifting them up. It's really, what does it mean to lead with confidence, to be that courageous communicator, to have those courageous conversations that other people may shy away from, or maybe just neglect to, and uh, you can step up and do that. And so as a leader, I do want to encourage us that whatever leadership programs, where, whether they are free resources, and I'll try to make some available in the in the show notes, whatever leadership development you can sign up for, I would encourage you, if you're in a corporate setting, if there are any leadership development programs, make sure you're stepping up and signing up for those. Not only does it help you gain visibility if you're trying to get promoted, but it also helps you as a leader become better. So I really would encourage you to really take advantage of any leadership programs, any free seminars that are out there, whether it's seminars on, on um, speaking or communicating or listening. I, I think I would really, really encourage you to do. The, as we continue with leadership qualities that we should all be developing, myself included, remember, this is a journey. It's not a destination I really believe in the power of asking a lot of questions, not being afraid to ask the dumb questions, because if something's not clear, it needs to be clarified. Even if it may appear that the question is stupid, ask a lot of questions. And as we're talking about asking a lot of questions, it feeds into being a good listener you know, we we think sometimes or I, I tend to think sometimes that a leader is always the one talking. And yes, there are times where you have to be to step up and give that vision for others to follow. But it's important to be to listen. As much as, if not more than you talk, because you gain so much more information and you're able to really help others if you really understand what it is they're trying to say, where they're coming from, and you're asking questions to clarify. And the questions, the style of questioning, too, is not is not um is not flip. It's more of so so help me understand. Or so what I'm hearing you say is. Please correct me if I'm wrong but are you trying to say this it's it's really being very thoughtful about how we ask those questions because then we gain a lot more information and it it builds relationships and it leads to gaining trust because that's part of what you want to make sure you're doing as a leader is building the trust of the people that are in your sphere of influence Be really engaged. I think it's really important. We've all had these discussions where you're talking to someone that you really look up to, or maybe it's a boss or a leader, and they seem distracted, or they seem you don't feel heard, or you don't feel like they're really interested in what it is you're saying. Make sure that you're really engaged. If you have a busy day, even if it's, look, I only have five minutes to listen. But let it be five minutes where you're really focused on listening, being really engaged so that that person feels heard. You're not checking email. You're not looking at stuff. You're not glancing away or, oh, hold on one second and doing this. No, they are your sole focus for that short, however time you have available for them. Be really engaged and make sure that you're asking those questions. And then lastly, as we talk about leadership, I really want to make sure that we talk about the fact that, and I've said this before, it's a journey. You're never, it's never a destination that any of us get to. It's a journey that we're on. And my philosophy, I just want to share with you what my philosophy is on leadership. It's being passionate about developing other people. It's about other people. It's not about you and whatever title or role or position or status you think you have as a leader. You are not a leader for yourself. You are a leader for other people. And it's how you pour into them, develop them and encourage them. And you're being passionate about developing them that makes you a good leader. And that, in, that entails being an encourager, being a good listener, being what I call a traffic warden. A traffic warden is something that we have in Nigeria where, you know, if the traffic lights go out, there's a, there's someone, whether it's a policeman, usually a policeman that stands and directs traffic, right? So that there are no accidents at a major intersection. Well, that's really what you are as a leader. You're kind of pointing people in the right direction. So the focus isn't on you. It's on where those people are going, just like a traffic warden. Okay. It's time for you to move forward. You're no, you're like, oh good. It's my time to go. You're not looking at the traffic warden thinking, oh, that traffic warden has on a yellow pair. Of shoes or whatever, you're constant. You're focused on where you're going, and the traffic warden is helping you get there. So that's kind of who you are as a leader. It's again, it's not about you. It's about the people that you are helping and directing. Being goal oriented, right? Because I think it's important to 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 set goals and and hold your team accountable to goals as well. Being very clear about what those goals are, so that everybody knows they're singing off the same hymn sheet, they're working from the same directives and holding people accountable to those goals that you set. I once heard Jesse Itzler. Jesse Itzler, for those of you who don't know, is um Sarah Blakely's husband, the founder of Spanx. Jesse Itzler once said, how you do anything is how you do everything. That stuck with me. It's never just about laundry. It's never just about washing dishes. It's never just about taking out the trash. If you can't be trusted with the little things, well, how can you be trusted with the big things? So it's, it's, it's how you do anything is how you do everything. So let's, as leaders, Think about the little things, right? How you, how you, how you smile at the waitress who serves your, your, um, your meal at a, at an expensive restaurant, making things up at this point, right? Or how you say thank you. People are watching more than you think they are. And if you can't be great at the little things, you're not going to be great as a leader, right? So, so I think that's important. That really helps. That's a mantra that really informs how I show up in the world. How you do anything is how you do everything. And so what does my philosophy look like for me? And I I invite you to think about your philosophy on leadership and how, what that looks like and how that informs how you show up. For me, it means I'm curious. I I ask the dumb questions. I have no problem. Maybe that comes with age, but I have no problem being the one that asks the stupid questions because if I don't understand, then I need to know, I need to be, I need, I need clarification. And that means being curious. Well, hmm. How did you arrive at this? And that's interesting. What was your path? Really being curious really helps me show up. And that's how my philosophy informs how I show up. It informs, um, you know, back to this, how you do anything is how you do everything. It means that I, I approach everything with my A game. It it, it is what it is. It's just being excellent at everything you do. It doesn't mean that your results are always going to be great, but it does mean that you do, you put your best into everything. Nothing is worth you just sort of saying, well, this isn't worth my time. If it's not worth your time, then you shouldn't be doing it. Anything worth doing is worth doing well. So it's high performance. It's really fostering growth. I really believe that there's no destination. Just like I said, with leadership, it's a journey. There is no destination. We can always do things better today than we did. It yesterday. And tomorrow we can do things better than we did it today. So it's really fostering growth. How can I grow and become better? And then that uh, following on from that, it's desiring to improve. And that goes back to signing up, reading books, signing up for whatever programs are available to you so that you can develop skills, develop new ways of doing things, develop a new methodology, because that really feeds into who you are as a leader. So that's just an introduction to the subject of leadership. I, again, would love to have guests. I plan to have guests on the show that can talk more about leadership, but I would love to hear your thoughts. What do you think makes good a great leader? What are some things that you think you could work on? I'd love to hear from this community. Remember, this is a community. We're building a community of great ideas that can help everybody, myself included. So please, please, please do reach out to me. I do read every single email. I, I, I Please follow me. Talk to me. I'd love to hear your thoughts on leadership. And I want to say, as I do every time we talk, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode. What was your main takeaway from this episode? What did you like? What, in your opinion, are some ways that we could improve? I want to hear from you. You can reach me at ugochi at fiercemothers.com. To learn more about Fierce Mothers, please visit our website at fiercemothers.com and join our mailing list for our weekly newsletter. The newsletter provides powerful tips and inspiration for life. Please remember to to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform please follow us on instagram and facebook at the fierce mothers follow me on linkedin at ugochi Onyewu. we are building an engaged community of fierce mothers so please tell your friends about the show see you next week thank you